Welcome to episode 13 of Becoming Resilient podcast. I'm so excited to be with you today. Yours truly, Patricia Russell, where we believe that resilience is a muscle that you develop through every challenge that you experience. And I'm so excited to have a guest on this broadcast, my dear friend, Shireen Spencer. She is a pastor, she's a speaker, author. Um, she and her husband are in ministry and provide marital coaching and counseling. And we're just going to have a great conversation today about her experience because she is a fellow breast cancer um, Sir Thriver. And so I'm going to ask her a few questions, help her to share some feedback on the challenges that she went through, because I want you to get to know some people that have gone through, have endured and are yet here to tell the story and what cancer has done for her and how she is pouring into the lives of other women, despite the pain, despite the struggle, despite the storm that she has come through. She's using her storm to strengthen others. And so I'm so delighted to have her as my guest today. So I am so excited to welcome my guest, Shireen Spencer. Shireen is the author of three books, one called Big Challenges, Even Bigger God. And um, I'm sure she will probably interweave some of what I'm going to ask her um, in this podcast, but her Second book is called I Still Say I Do, co-written with her wonderful husband and just released Prayers for You, 365 Days of Heartfelt Prayers and Meditations. And I'm excited about all of the things that Shireen has written because she's such a wonderful speaker. Um, she is loaded with love for God and love for people. And uh, Shireen, I just want to welcome you to the podcast. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for being here today. Thank you for having me. I love spending time with you, Pat, and being able to just talk about God's faithfulness. So I'm excited about being here today. Well, you and I go back um, years and years ago. We're adults now, but we knew each other when we were teenagers. And who would have imagined excuse me, who would have imagined that both of us would have a diagnosis mm -hmm. of cancer later on in our lives? You know, um, you're married with two fantastic boys. And um, I just want to, I want to ask you what it was like for you when you first initially got the diagnosis. Um, I mean, like for everybody, you hear the word cancer and you begin to have some anxiety try to rear its head and you have to be able to um, invite God into that space so that he can answer the door <laughs> and take anxiety out and say, you're not welcome here. And, and the cancer story for me was not as bad um, only because the year before I had gone through such a health crisis in which I had had seven surgeries in one year that when cancer came to me, it was in a place of, okay, I, already, I, 
I, I have these boxing gloves on already. <laughs> I've already been fighting and now is not the time to stop. And so I heard the news, I got the diagnosis and I literally laughed out loud. You know, we, we put that on our, on our text, LOL, but I literally laughed out loud, looked up into the sky and said, really Satan, you're not done yet. Aren't you tired? Like you tried to take me out last year. Well, this year is going to be no different. I'm going to win with God. And so that's how I, I started, you know, that's how I said, okay, this is how I'm going to face this. This is how I'm going to battle this. Now, of course, that doesn't mean that I didn't have tears and I didn't, you know, wonder why, but I, you know, when those questions came, it was like, why at this time, God, like I changed my why, why at this time, uh, what is the purpose and the reason for this? What would you have me do and be, um, you know, so those kind of things were, I, I had the regular feelings. I had the regular questions and then I rephrased them just right. so that I could come from a place of strength. You know, right. I quote often the joy of the Lord is my strength. Yes. So I didn't want that to disappear from me. Right. Right. And I'm so glad that you said that, that you rephrased the questions. I can totally relate to that because, um, I, you know, I've often said when the diagnosis came, I didn't necessarily say, why me? Mm -hmm. um, I did say, you know, why now? And what is the reason? And I believe that, um, and this is no judgment to anybody, but because everybody's at a different place in their life um, mm -hmm. and because of our spiritual walk with the Lord, um, we, we reacted or maybe responded yes. differently. And, yeah. um, like I said, that's not a dig to anybody, but there comes a, uh, uh, time in your, in your relationship with God, where the questions, um, the questions change mm -hmm. because of where you are in proximity with him. Okay. And believing that he's going to work all things together for good. Seven surgeries in one year yeah. is something that is very hard to comprehend. Mm -hmm. um, I know having two in one year, I know having one, one alone in one year. Um, while you were going through um, even the surgeries and then the cancer, because um, I don't necessarily want to separate them because they're storms. Both of them are storms okay. and these are cancer con conversations. And I've always said that whether it's cancer, whether it's a financial, whether it's a relationship mm -hmm. issue, um, it's a storm. It's something that you did not expect. Yeah. And so if you had to walk the road all over again, mm -hmm. is there anything and, and feel free to combine whether from the surgeries to the diagnosis, you know, through the journey, is there anything that you would do differently? Um, when you look back and I know hindsight is 2020, but is there anything that you might've done differently? You know, in my response, no, but in my actions, yes. <laughs> in that, um, I would have journaled more. I would have written down more of the bad. Um, you know, I, I tend to stay away from writing uh, the bad um, because I don't want to remember it yet. I wish I did so that I could have all the details more to remember how God worked in that. 
more to remember the faithfulness of God. Like I can tell you the faithfulness of God and I can tell you the strength of it, but a lot of people like details <laughs> or, or just, you know, as the time goes, I'm now five years out from my cancer. So six years out mm -hmm. from the, the storm that didn't seem to, you know, come uh, or maybe I'm more like three years out because even after cancer, it left some remnants that I dealt with for two or three years and I'm still kind of, but this is where I feel the healthiest right now. But I look back and I go, Oh, I wish I would have written that down and written that, that down and written that down. Um, because it just allows me to have a reference point or a lot of people even say, you know, we need you to write another book. And I'm just like, I wish I had all of those details. I wouldn't have to start all over again, but it's about the journaling. I think the journaling brings clarity. I think the journaling brings healing. I think the journaling brings uh, just a, a sense of I was there and now I'm here. Um, I can speak of it, but I wish I journaled more. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I totally, I totally understand what you're saying. Um, I'm looking at some journals on my bookshelf and they're not necessarily titled. I've got journals all over the place. And <laughs> I know that I did journal some, I think I journaled a little bit more in the first, in the yeah. first instance, but I so agree with you um, mm -hmm. because there is something about the details. Um, there's something about being in that moment mm -hmm. um, and feeling the feelings, um, but God is faithful. He'll bring it back to you when you need it. Yeah. Um, so you would have journaled more. And so, you know, I encourage you if you're listening or watching this, um, it's something that I've said before on lives that journaling is, um, it is, it's therapeutic. Yeah. So um, thank you so much for that. You know, we're all about supporting women. We're all about building up men and women. Mm -hmm. um, but since we are women, <laughs> how can people, how would you recommend, you know, people support women, um, whether it be a boyfriend or a husband, what do you say to the husband that just doesn't know what to say to his wife, who's going through this pain, who's going through this struggle? What is your, um, you can tell me how your beloved responded, but what do you recommend? What do you say to somebody like that? I don't know what to say to her. I want to leave. I'm so confused. Um, what do you say to them, a husband or a boyfriend, or even a brother? Um, that might be standing with, with a woman who's going through cancer or an illness. I have two answers to that. And one is when you don't know what to say, say nothing. <laughs> because sometimes you actually say the wrong thing. But my other response brings me to that song. Uh, it's a, a song that has been out years ago. But, you know, say something, I'm giving up on you, <laughs> are those lines in that song. And that is that idea of, you may not know what to say about or say to your beloved, your partner, your, your spouse, your sister, your, but um, you could even say something about how you're feeling, hmm. say something about how you're processing, say something that is a question. It doesn't have to be a statement. Hmm. Ask, how are you feeling? Ask, what can I do for you? Ask, um, would you rather me say nothing or would you rather me say something? So that's saying something. A question is something. So when you don't know what to say, 
ask a question. You know, when we don't know where we're going, when we feel like we're lost, when we need directions, I know that men are a little hard at asking for directions. <laughs> so that question idea might be a difficult thing, but ask, you know, uh, for me, um, my husband was wonderful, but the one area that, you know, concerned me was that idea of, um, him shutting off when he was uncomfortable in the sense of he, he does not like hospitals. Mm. So having to go to treatment with me, he would rather, you know, somebody else go. And at first I just thought you're not there for me. Right. Or why is it, you know, but then I remembered, you don't like hospitals. This is not about me. This is about, so he did come once, which at least for me, that was a big deal. He was able to go, okay, I'm going to come once to your, your treatment session. And the other times I purposely looked for other people to sit with me in chemo or to take me to chemo or, you know, radiation was a lot easier for him to come to than chemo was, but you know, that whole idea of hospitals was not his thing. So knowing that about your partner so that your partner can then be in the places that are more comfortable for them with you, then at least you're both doing this together and you're not reading things that are not there, Mm. which causes tension, which causes even more sickness to the person who is the the patient, right? Right. So clarification is extremely important. So you don't know what to say. Don't say something that is going to make things worse. You don't know what to say. Ask questions so that you can say something that will make things better. But one thing that I say is keep communicating because your, 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 your spouse, your sister, your partner, whoever it is, they need that from you. Communication is strength for them. Love that. Um, yeah. Yeah, no, I love that. Communication is strength for them because um, they're also uncertain mm-hmm. what to say because they're not, they're, they're not sure how, what they might say might Uh, affect you, whether it might get you angry or make you cry, or it's an uncomfortable situation all around. I think one of the things I had to remind my husband was that, hun, we've not walked this way before. It's new for you. It's new for me. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's okay. You know, sometimes you might be afraid to touch me or does this hurt? Um, But I would say it's okay. You know, just um, providing that reassurance. Um, I know that sometimes we might get angry because, but we'd have, I'd have to communicate. I'm not angry at you. I'm not annoyed at you. I'm annoyed at this. Yeah. You know, I'm annoyed that I feel so tired. Mm -hmm. Whereas before I would have had more energy to maybe do this and do that you know, or take the children for a walk or something, but I'm so tired. And I believe in feeling those feelings. We have to, right. They're going to be there anyway. So, you know, just because you ignore something doesn't mean it's not there or that it'll go away. So you might as well sit with them and, um, or they will sit with you until you give them attention. Right. You know, we have to treat them, our feelings, uh, our emotions, we have to treat them like they're people in the sense that they will not go away without being given attention, right? The Lord has created us as human beings with emotions, with feelings, with thoughts. And unless we take them and give them attention, 
They're going to keep chasing after us. They're going to keep being in our space. Um, and that's how we, we get rid of them or, or, and, and it's not even a matter of getting rid of, mm-hmm. it's a matter of how do we deal with you? Right. The best way to deal with you. And you will work yourself out feeling when I give you attention, <laughs> you will work with me when I give you attention, your emotions, your feelings are telling me something that yes. I need to give attention to so yes. that I can be a better person. Um, so that I can come out of this stronger, so that I can learn the lesson I need to learn, whatever, but it will not go away just because we ignore it. Yeah. So true. Acknowledgement um, can be, is part of the answer. Yes. That just dropped that, that just downloaded to me. Acknowledging the situation, acknowledging the illness, acknowledging Mm -hmm. the feelings, it's all part of, um, of the answer, you know, and the resolution, uh, you know, illness and cancer is something that you, it's a journey that you have to go through. Um, there are aspects of it, lots of aspects. I don't, I don't know. There's an aspect of it that we like, but in saying that, um, is there anything that comes to like, right to the top of your mind that you're thankful for the journey? It sounds ironic. I know to the listener, you're going to say, what is, what could be good? What could be good about cancer? What could be good about illness? I'll tell you for me first, the one thing, one of the things that um, I got from this journey of cancer was learning how to manage my time. Mm -hmm. Yes. (laughs) My time and my energy. Yes. Yeah. And when I get when I get out of place, I quickly come back to remember so that I can be wise in the use of my time. What about you? What is one of the things that you um, learned and were thankful for passing through the time of illness? Wow. You know, it's, it's amazing because there are so many lessons, so many So to think of one is hard, but I don't know how to um, encapsulate this one idea of just about learning that I am stronger and uh, more gifted than I thought I was. Mm -hmm. So when I say that, I just mean there are always things I dreamt of doing. And then there were things I never even, it wasn't on my bucket list. But the Lord, in being that close to God, because that is exactly who I pressed into, the Lord has revealed things that he has wanted me to do or wants me to do. And so in this time, I'm now like, okay, there's no time to waste. Or, okay, if the Lord has said this, then obviously he has equipped me. uh, He has equipped me to do it. And so, you know, I've written three books. That was never on my bucket list, never a desire, never a hope I wish I could. And here it is. And so knowing that I'm a writer, wow, you know, and that I have things to say from my story that other people are learning from and being drawn to and want to know. Um, I've always dreamed of singing more and writing music and the Lord is doing that. And I'm now learning to love my voice Mm. and love what it is I put out there. All of this, again, came through just all I had in that time of sickness was lots of prayer, lots of thoughts that needed to be put on paper, 
and lots of time to worship, listening to worship and doing it myself. Right. Mm. Um, and that's become a way of life for me now. I love that. I love that. Um, Shireen, you know, you never thought that you had three books or books in you, but you are, you're a speaker. Um, you're an encourager, you have the gift of exhortation. Mm -hmm. And so from my perspective, it is, it is a natural outflow that you would write. And I would love for you to talk about your most recent book on Mm -hmm. prayer, how that came about. And uh, folks, the the links will be uh, below in um, whether you're seeing, seeing this on YouTube or listening to podcasts, the list on how you can get your copy um, will be listed below. But can you tell me about the book on prayer and meditation and how did that come about? Well, that book came about by accident, yet I guess on purpose, because my life, um, I I love to pray. And um, there was a season in which I was recording my prayers and sharing them with people. Uh, women, particularly of whose groups I'm part of in terms of ministry. And as I sent those out, I would get uh, WhatsApp messages or uh, Facebook messenger messages or just texts that you have no idea how this prayer spoke to me today. Um, You have no idea how this was. And these were from strangers because people passed my prayers on. And then somebody said to me, I really think you should compile them. I really think. And so because I had already been writing them and saving them just for myself, what I started to do was literally write my prayers and compile them for an exact year for 365 days. Um, And then I took them to a publisher and I said, you know, I've, I've had people ask me to share my prayers with them. This is what I've done in 365 days. Um, let's work with this. And that's how that book came about. The other part of that was because I pray according to scripture. So it's, it comes from how I, what I'm reading that day and what I'm doing in my devotions. And so I added the scripture because I found a lot of people say to me, I don't know how to pray. How did you get that? And how did you get that? And I just thought if people only knew that they could read scripture and whatever God says to them through that scripture is their prayer offer that back. And so it was more also in terms of trying to be an example and trying to be a model and trying to say, this is what I read this morning. It's from these past, these texts. And so I've included the texts and my prayer. And then I've suggested, what does God say to you when you read all of those texts? Or even if you just read one, what is it that he, you know, you can pray this prayer with me, but what else does God bring to your heart to lift back to him? Just because he says his word goes forth and does not return void. I figure that's what we need. His word, even if it's rephrased in our mouths from our hearts. So that's how that came about. Well, I wanted to, I'm going to get my copy real soon in the next week or so. I'm just so thankful that you were obedient. Um, I'm just so thankful that you loved enough to share them. Um, And um, as I'm talking to you, I'm thinking of somebody that I want to gift a copy to. Um, so I want to thank you for being here on sharing with us today. And my prayer for anybody that's listening would be that you would share this with somebody who may be going through a rough time and, you know, 
seven surgeries in one year and then another diagnosis, but out of it, gifts of love, out of it, books, out of it, ministry. Um, so please share this podcast with somebody. I will put the links below on how to get in touch um, with Shireen. And um, Shireen, I know the time is just going so quick, but could you give me a quick, could you give us a 30 second um, share on the ministry that you and Shay do? So Shay and I are part of Family Life Canada, um, as well as just our own ministry. But Family Life Canada is a, a ministry that seeks to support and help marriages, bringing healing and hope to marriages. And so out of that and on our own, that's what we do is sharing with people uh, mentorship, um, counseling and coaching, um, just being able to support you before you get married and in your season of marriage, in your challenges and your difficulties uh, to walk alongside you, um, to be able to give you resources and tools and support to strengthen your marriage and to better understand each other in your marriage. And so that's what we work to do. Yay. Yay. We have so many things in common. Um, and I just, I just want to cheer you on and encourage you, um, and push you and expose you to the world. Um, thanks for being with me today. Um, I think you can hear through Shireen share that she has become stronger and she has become more resilient. Um, because like I said before, every situation and every challenge, helps us to develop that muscle. Shireen, thank you for being with me today. God bless you. Um, we will stay in touch as usual. Well, we're going to be seeing each other next week. Yeah, um, God you bless you. Me. And thanks everybody for joining. Um, we did not speak about your Thursday night show, but mm -hmm. I have to link that below. You see how much information <laughs> I have to load up well, for you? It has, it has been on pause and we'll okay. be back. So, well, you'll be back again. Still you'll the joy back. connection. You'll be back again and um, and we'll talk some more about that. But thanks for, sure. for being with me and thank you everybody for joining us on this episode of Becoming Resilient. God bless you. Mm -hmm.